Ready, set, go! Welcome back to the EV Diaries, your place for EVs in small town America. So, if you notice, I was absent last week. I had the opportunity to fly to Key West for the week. Um, actually, we flew into Fort Lauderdale and drove to Key West, but it was at little to no personal cost. Long story short, we had some airline vouchers that were about to expire, and the hotel and rental car were covered by funds that were set aside for a cruise that never happened. Um, so I guess it did cost me that, but there's a whole long story and it really didn't feel like it came out of my pocket. Now, I won't bore you or torture you for those of you who are living in a frozen tundra right now, um, the one like I came back to, but it was really a lovely trip. And I have to say that Key West is taking their COVID-19 protocol very seriously. Um, it, was, it was great to see. Fort Lauderdale, not so much. Anyway, digression. Um, on these trips, I'm always on the lookout for EVs and infrastructure. But realistically, I am typically drawn to notice the BMWs and Teslas more than other models. I think that's my reticular activation system at work. Every now and again, I'll notice a bolt or a leaf, but typically I don't see them as often. I guess if I had owned either one of those in my past, I would notice them more. But, you know, to be honest, I still see every Mini Cooper that passes me. The reticular activation system is powerful. Moving along with my story, as we left the Fort Lauderdale Airport, headed to Key West, which is about a 190-mile drive, I started noticing several, and when I say several, I mean several dozens of Teslas, mostly Model 3s, but there were occasionally an S or an X thrown in there. On this trip, this was really great. I did see a few exotics. Um, every once in a while, you'll see, you'll see a really nice Maserati, but I saw two Ferraris, including a 308 GTS that was just in absolute mint condition. Now, that is the Magnum P.I. car, if you're wondering. Um, I saw a Lamborghini and an Audi R8, which is just a spectacular automobile as well. Um, an interesting side note is that in the first episode of Magnum P.I., the original one, Tom Selleck, not the, the remake, he talked about driving around in a $60,000 Ferrari. $60,000. Now, I realize back in 1980, that was a small fortune, but it's just funny to say $60,000 Ferrari. Uh, yeah, but that is our digression. Um, getting back to my story, I did notice a BMW i8, which, as many of you know, is a discontinued plug-in hybrid. Um, I think it's a borderline supercar. Uh, some people will debate me on that. Uh, it's a beautiful machine, totally lacking in battery range, but either way, it's a sexy, sexy car that you plug in. Uh, I did see an Audi e-tron. That was sort of fun. Um, 
it's probably a good thing though that I wasn't driving um, when I saw this I-8 because I would have probably drifted off the road. Come to think of it, I didn't drive for about a week and a half. It's, uh, it's a wonder I remember how. I did go out almost daily for a run and when I was running over the island, which to be honest, I stayed mostly to the south end of Key West, um, I did see one white BMW i3 without a range extender. Uh, I thought that was cool. Sorry to cover all these details, but I wanted to give context to the fact that I saw no infrastructure on my travels. I mean, literally zero infrastructure. Now, if you look on PlugShare, Key West has nine installations, mostly level two, at resorts, and they are reserved for guests only. Two of those are Tesla only. The only public charging stations are at Margaritaville and behind City Hall. Margaritaville is in a parking garage and it requires $4 an hour to park there. City Hall is free parking, but it's $0.49 cents per kilowatt hour to charge. PlugShare, and I'll go ahead and say this, is a valuable resource. According to this, okay, one of the two ports available at Margaritaville is broken. So knowledge like this is important when it comes to planning. Um, there is one DC fast charger on the island. Again, I didn't see it, but it is a small Electrify America station with one Chatamo plug and one SAE port, um, which will deliver up to 350 kW on the SAE port. I wanted to say also that the i3 and the Teslas that I saw parked in the neighborhoods were parked on the street or under carports. I didn't see any home charging, uh, not level two home charging anyway. Um, but again, that could be out of sight. Many of the homes um, outside the historic district have walls around them to the point you can't even see the houses. So who knows what's behind the walls and I wasn't about to trespass to find out. Um, the island's only about five square miles. So once you get there in an EV, even in a city car like a BMW i3, you can go for days without charging. But then I started thinking, what about the trip down? Again, I saw no charging infrastructure the entire trip. So I'm depending on PlugShare to tell me where the chargers are. The last city on mainland Florida before you hit the Keys is aptly named Florida City. Um, and there is a DC fast charger and a Tesla supercharger available there. From there, you, there are only 16 stations, including the nine on Key West. Okay, of those seven, two are on Key Largo, which is the first island in the Keys, uh, and it's 100 miles from Key Largo to Key West. There's a level two station on Il Morada, which is 80 miles from Key West, and there is a Tesla supercharger on Marathon Key. Um, the other three are at resorts and are for guests only. Two of those are on Marathon Key, and of those, one 
is at a resort that has a Starbucks. So if you order a latte, you can use their station. For me, I think this is borderline okay as far as if I wanted to drive my car from Florida City to Key West, could I do it? Again, keep in mind that I try to operate my car between 80% and 20% state of charge, which typically gets me about 60 miles. For this drive, assuming I made it to Key Largo, which there's no reason to assume that I wouldn't, um, it would be about 80 miles, theoretically, topped off at 100%. Um, again, this may be more in practicality depending on the fact that the speed limit is 45 to 55 miles per hour so that's going to cause less of a drain than interstate speeds and it is flat completely flat the biggest hill there is a bridge keep in mind this the highest point in key west is 18 feet above sea level i mean it is flat so anyway using the southernmost dc fast charger on key largo i'm probably about 55 to 60 percent state of charge by the time i get to the resort with the starbucks um now if i'm going to stay above 20 percent, i know that i can only make it another 40 45 miles or so before i dip below these per parameters i've put in place so a latte and 30 minutes later i've added 12 to 15 miles i get four miles to kilowatt hour typically and um there again i'm assuming that i'm getting about 6kw output on a level two charge but anyway i add another 12 to 15 miles on the 40 that i've got so i'm definitely not going to dip below 20 percent now there's another option there i could have stopped at Il Morada and topped off but that puts me at about a 80 mile range there so cutting it's 80 miles from Il Morada to Key West so you know you're cutting it close there of course then again I'm trying to stay above 20% if I'm willing to drop that state of charge down lower you know it's a no-brainer it's no big deal um, again I should then have enough charge to make it to the dc fast charger on key west now once i get there i'm golden because you know the highlands five square miles anyway um realistically i added an hour to an hour and a half to my my four hour drive so it's not super convenient but keep in mind i used no gasoline and i didn't drop below 20% state of charge even though I had both of those backups available to me with my range extender. Now I've realized that this is just a thought exercise on how to get the 125 miles from Florida City to Key West in a city car just to prove that it could be done. Now what prompted this whole examination is on PlugShare, there's a user, David from Oregon. Um, he made the trip in his BMW i3 in December. 
and PlugShare shows all of his check-ins. He checked in at Key Largo and then again at Key West at the DC Fast Chargers. Um, I'm not sure the year model or range of his i3. I don't know if he watched his state of charge. I would assume he didn't keep it above 20%. I don't know. Maybe he did. But his i3 and all the pictures that he posted with his check-ins does not have a range extender. And come think of it, neither did the one I saw on my run. Both were white. Of course, his trip and my trip were six weeks apart, so I guess it's possible that these were the same cars, but um, I doubt it. There's two points I want to make. One, there really needs to be a DC fast charger on Marathon Key, because south of that, until you get to Key West, there's nothing. Um, second point is that, you know, if you go through this exercise, you see that even a car that has less than a 150 mile range can drive through this infrastructure wasteland with little planning. And the third point I'll just go ahead and make is that, yeah, I understand that if you're going to provide charging for your guests only, that's great. That's an amenity. I'm glad you're providing that. But there really needs to be some investigation too of how to um, get chargers in place and public places. Um, you know, there were a lot of uh, touristy places to stop along the way. In fact, we stopped at several. So, you know, these places really need to consider maybe putting in a level two charger, if nothing else, just so people can get that extra 12, 15 miles, the half hour that they're there. And let me tell you, every place we stopped, it was more than a half an hour. So anyway, uh, oh, and you might be wondering, our rental car was a Volkswagen Passat. Very nice. Um, we did not put gas in it and put somewhere close to 400 miles in it, but that's a, another discussion for another day. Going to Key West and at Navy, it may cost you an extra hour in travel time, but, you know, everything down there moves on island time. And as Stan at Captain Tony's told me, once you're there, you're there to decompress. You leave everything else behind and enjoy the island time while you can because you'll pick right back up where you left off when you go back. Now, I have to admit, this, this episode and doing this exercise has prompted some thoughts and some ideas, and this is going to lead to some future episodes, but we'll leave that for later. Um, that's all I've got for now. Hit that subscribe button. Remember, the EV revolution is here. It's going to start picking up speed from this point on. Uh, just remember every now and again to relax and be on island time. It's a fun ride.